0: Welcome to the Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Join us each week as on our journey as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. I'm Andrew. Cheers. Cheers. Got a drink? Mm. Mm. Delicious Delicious Ries- oh, yes. Riesling. Um, and Andrew, welcome. Uh, your first time joining us here. How are you doing? I'm
1: going? excited. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Yeah. Excited to chat about alcohol. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, but before we do that, I always like to ask about your relationship with alcohol kind of. I mean, I don't know what you'd want to share about that, Absolutely. but give us and give it a go.
1: Yeah. What's funny is I, I remember always tasting alcohol of my family members as a young child. So my grandmother was French and nice. uh, she had this one Don Raphael wine. And there's pictures of me holding her wine glass <laughs> as a little toddler. I also always got the comment, oh, when you were young, uh, you know, we just put a little bourbon on your gums when you were when you were teething, quote unquote. (laughs) That that was pretty
0: standard then, I think, though. But absolutely. But you obviously liked it. Yeah.
1: But so my grandmother just always had a glass of wine in her in her hand. She was uh, born in France. uh, And that's probably my my first memory from there. I would just say in general, I've I've lucky to never have been someone that had a habit of, of alcohol where I had to have an intervention or anything <laughs> like that. But I but I enjoy it. Um, I think it's a great cultural aspect of my life. I think that it's great for any kind of social event. And I think there's such a rich history of all the different types that it, it really can be seen throughout throughout anyone's kind of life as meaningful to relate them to important things that have happened in their lives. Yeah. So it's 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 kind of a fun Thing that depending on your culture and your background just kind of shows up so uh i will say i was that nerd i didn't really ever feel buzzed until i was <laughs> over 21 but uh that's kind of you know where my family had it it was never hidden from me mm-hmm. but then again i, I it just, wasn't central either it yeah. wasn't design it wasn't desirable to me so i have a healthy relationship yeah i like that <laughs> and i hadn't really thought about that
0: until you mentioned it that that a lot of um I mean, not all memories by any means, but if I think back, a lot of my memories, somehow or another, there is maybe an alcohol related, you know, and sometimes in a good way or not a so good way. (laughs) Um, Like, you know, some of those parties when you're young or this or that, everything else. But uh, yeah, I hadn't thought
1: about that. You hear that fable. Oh, everybody's got the drunk uncle at Thanksgiving, (laughs) but that doesn't necessarily mean he was drunk. He might've been having a great time. And it's just the way that you phrase it. And some families accept that. And that's part of it. That's that's how they have their fun, yeah. you know, is, is having those interactions where there might be a little alcohol introduced into it. So yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: fascinating. We'll have to talk more about that. Yeah. Um, but for this week, yeah. we're going to talk about cooking with wine. Um, I mean, that's something that uh, I I don't know. I always kind of grew up knowing about it happening, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but I know very little about, I confess, I haven't done much cooking with wine myself. I don't know if
1: Yeah, I mean, really, only I've my main my main thing has been marinades. Okay, including it into a marinade. I grew up very heavy meat eater, so incorporating it into marinades has been the most common. Um, I think a white wine is more of like a lighter chicken kind of dish. That's 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 really my family. I'll be honest. I've always kind of wanted to understand the whole deglazing thing and Mm -hmm. burning off the alcohol a little bit better. And I love watching a cooking show where you see it burn off. Yes. Oh, and when they make it all flame yes. and stuff too,
0: it's <laughs> so flame. cool. I don't think they actually do that with wine. That's usually more, yeah, of a more stronger of spirits, of stuff, but it's but. still really cool. Awesome. Well, let's let's dive in um, then and and kind of kind of get going. So, from uh, what I found, you know, in, in the research here, basically um, there's three main uses for wine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's as a marinade ingredient. So I'm going to marinate this meat or or whatever it may be. Um, And so you would add that as an ingredient, um, as a cooking liquid, and then as a flavoring in the finished dish. Mm -hmm. So we'll kind of dive a little bit more, I guess, into all that as we go. Um, But really, um, what I found interesting is it's kind of more used to intensify, enhance, or accent the flavor and aroma of food. Which, you know, I like to always kind of liken it to something. So I, I kind of think about it and what I found it's, it's almost like a spice almost right mm. like a salt a pepper a, i don't know cinnamon I don't know whatever it, it's it, it should not be like I'm eating a bowl of wine yeah. <laughs> you know
1: or, or whatever you're not gonna pour wine over your cereal Mark? <laughs> no
0: no <laughs> um, but but again it, it, it's more of an enhancement it's it's a um a, a seasoning mm-hmm. more than than like it should be like the main taste or main course of that
1: um and it's so interesting I'll just mention yeah. because then there's that whole thought of Sipping wine or alcohol and going back to a food or trying different variations, so it's so different to actually have it incorporated in the cooking process versus just the pairing it yes. and that changing your your kind of palate. Yeah, so it's it's so fascinating that it, it really interacts differently. It totally does,
0: and and actually on that line, that that's perfect to kind of bring in the next kind of thought, which is um, to keep to remember that wine does not necessarily belong in every dish. So if you're drinking it with the meal and you put it in this sauce and you put it in this glaze and you put it in whatever, I mean, you, you can definitely overdo it. So, um, keep in mind that that again, it's, it's, it would be almost like salt and everything, right? Which it may or may not make sense, but as, as a whole, you want to kind of just kind of have it, let it, let it enhance a dish a little bit and then have your glass on the side maybe and not have it be again, everything. Um, but, uh, Kind of, and maybe looking into like why, why would you cook with wine?
1: So I mean, you want to be able to release the flavors that cannot be experienced without alcohol interaction. The yeast that is contained in wine it leavens our breads and our and our batters. It's the same idea that wine has that in it naturally, um, breaking down tough fibers for the marinades. So some meats we wouldn't even eat unless you marinate them or process them in some way. So wine is this kind of a natural way of doing that. And, and then of and course, I think that's. I'm sorry, just really no, quick. Please. I mean, that's
0: very common. I think with meats is is to to marinate them with a, a beer or a um, wine or, or something like that. Um, I want to say uh, when I was cooking um, in kitchens for a while, it was. Um, why can't I can't think of it. The the, the pork, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Mexican pork. Oh, it's Carnitas? really good. Carnitas.
1: Uh, couple different ones.
0: Yeah, I think it was carnitas. I, anyway, whatever it was, it was that was one of again the key ingredients and when you put it in there, it is kind of this very tough mm-hmm. fatty kind of a meat, but then after you let it marinate and it was usually like a day or more, you come back and it was just Makes me think of the idea of pulled pork. Oh yeah. You have
1: to separate it. <laughs> Cuz yes. it's too rough if you try to chew it.
0: <laughs> that is true, but I think anyway, that alcohol helps do that. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no. Oh. And then of course, the entertainment aspect. I mean, I love in a restaurant when they pull something out and they, the waiter walks out and this brilliant flame just goes up and the whole restaurant kind of has that glance. Some restaurants, they yell out a fun word and everybody gets involved. Um, but really, like a flambe dish or, or a melted cheese dish, it's, it's always a fun environment. And I think that you almost in your head think it tastes better because, oh, well, they just flamed it. The food well. must be better. That's how my head goes.
0: I hadn't thought about that, but I would agree that I do. Like when they flame it, it's just something in your head triggers like, oh, this is going to be good, (laughs) right?
1: And before this research, I never realized this, but adding wine to a fondue along with the cheese line, um, because it lowers the boiling point. So making it actually uh, easier probably to process and then no curdling.
0: Yeah. and, And I hadn't really thought about that, but almost every fondue they do. They add a little bit of wine or whatever and... Yeah, it, it, that allows them to keep the the cheese melty, right? Without Never occurred to me. I, I did not know that either. Never actually. Occurred.
1: I just always think about how much bread and cheese I can get in my mouth when I'm in fondue.
0: I might actually have to agree with that. That's usually my focus. <laughs> That's
1: is, my fondue
0: focus. <laughs> yes, yes. And are they going to get that piece before I can get to it? or I, uh, What? <laughs> not me, though. Not you, not you.
1: No, and I, I love, like, you know, incorporating, like, the different fruits. I'm like, well, if there's only ten little chunks of bread, I'm gonna get at least seven of them. You can have the apples,
0: right? have <laughs> Actually, I I've never done
1: that. <laughs> yeah. you know, more bread, please. Less yeah. apples, sir. <laughs> right.
0: I mean, I I well, I guess they gotta fill it out with something. I and mean, the apples are good, but they're not the same as the, the
1: bread. Not the same as bread. No. And just that when you get a good coating and a good bite, and you're just like, it's fun. But thinking about that wine in it, I don't think I taste the wine in that particular application of cooking with wine. But you have to have that that softness. Otherwise, your cheese. I mean, if your cheese, you know, if it curdles, that's like a bad cup of coffee. Have you ever had that morning where you wake up and it's your like last bit of milk? You're <laughs> like I know this little pour will make it, and then you watch your coffee turn brown, and then you see things happen. <laughs> yes, it's quite distracting. It is, and then you're like, that's my. Last little sip of milk and it's totally bad.
0: Yes, and then you don't want, and you don't want your fondue to end up like that. No. And and uh, but agreed. And that's kind of what we were leading to before. Is is if it's done right, it's very subtle, right? Yeah. It's not going to dominate no. the flavor, um, and that's a good thing. So, but let's talk about like how, and and we're not a cooking show. No, yeah. I don't know how really. I wanna,
1: <laughs> I'm here to learn a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and we're not experts, but from what we what we've discovered here. Um, and and what I'm definitely going to be doing a lot of experimenting with. Actually, I've totally decided after doing this, I'm going to experiment with, with wine in my foods, which I don't know why I haven't done that before, but I'm going to. Um, so, um, kind of the how and and uh, maybe even do's and don'ts, if you will. So, um, wine should not be added just before serving it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the key behind wine is it it should actually simmer with the food the sauce whatever it's going to be or be reduced we'll talk about that a little bit but um, it needs to spend some time with that because that's what it's going to it's going to help it reduce and and you really get that extract right Mm -hmm. that that wine flavor extract as opposed to again just dumping a bunch of wine on there and and hoping it's going to you know taste good because you're you're really again not looking to drown it in or taste the wine just want that
1: Yes. it's not a glaze, if you haven't reduced it to that point, then I, I totally see why you wouldn't want that weird flavor kind of just mortifying the, what you've created. Like, it would just totally change.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would. It, it, yeah, I can do, I mean, yeah, anyway, so you just, I just imagine pouring wine on top of it, and that's just not going to do it. So, um, again, you want it to simmer. Um, you also, um, if, you, if you add it too late, again, it doesn't, you don't get to the extract, and then you may, you get off enough, but... To, to kind of get a funky taste and mm. not enough to actually get down to that actually extracted flavoring. So you need a it needs a little time for it to do all of that. Um, and because of that, you got to be careful how much you add. It does not take much. Everything I was seeing it's like I mean tablespoons. It's not
1: cups. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think we watch these shows, these brilliant cooking shows where these chefs have done it for years and they'll just they'll see they'll have wine bottle over pan I'm not that way. I can't. Yeah. I would be too nervous that I'm going to add too much. Then again, my pinch of salt is different than other people's pinches of salt. So I'm a, I'm a measurer. But I, I love baking. So I think that's where it comes from for me. But specifically with wine, I would be nervous. I'd really want to follow a recipe.
0: Yeah. And as an expert, though, too, I mean, you notice they don't measure much because they yeah. just they know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so unless you're a chef, yeah. add a little and wait about 10 minutes.
1: Which I thought was really interesting. I would have never known that.
0: Yeah, add a little. Wait ten minutes. Taste. If you don't get the flavor you want, add a little more. Wait another ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's going to give it a chance to again do its thing, mm-hmm. um, if you will, without either again getting that the harsh flavors or whatever. So
1: so just kind of ease your way into it. And I it's got. I have to ask your opinion, Mark. Probably with a sweeter wine, you need to be careful because of the sugar content. Yeah. So you're going to – it's not just the wine you're adding. You're adding the sugar. So it's it's got to be different how much you weigh and how much you can really, truly add to the dish.
0: Yeah, I would totally agree. I hadn't actually thought about that until you asked. And, and as you uh, – again, as you get down to that extract here, basically as you're doing that, you're boiling off the water and a little bit of the alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. And so – you're getting to the flavor, um, which is going to be that really sweet sugary flavor in addition to any kind of fruit or whatever flavors that would be in a sweeter wine. So yeah, I would agree. You gotta be uh, careful of the sugars as well. Um, so, uh, and I think we've kind of covered this, but, um, Oh, well, I guess if if it's a stew or a sauce or something like that, you'd want to add it early in the stage. Um, it usually would be like after you've browned the meat and the vegetables and stuff, that's kind of when you want to add it. Um, let it reduce just a little bit and by reduce it just means boil off a little bit again of that Mm -hmm. kind of water Mm -hmm. and then you would add any liquid so if i'm doing a stew i would you know you get your meat in there you brown it all then you pour your wine in there let it do its thing a little bit and then you would add like any broth or waters Mm -hmm. or anything else you'd want to do so that's that's the right way for that um for a pan sauce um You'd want to add it to the to the wine after you set the the meat aside. So you've cooked your meat a little bit, you've set it aside. Now you're getting ready to kind of go and and, and work, and you've got that like that little brown bits and everything mm. that's kind of left from cooking the meat, and then that's when you add your your wine. Let it kind of soak up some of that flavor and do its so thing. I'm so glad that I that we ate before we.
1: started this because you're making me hungry and i'm not even hungry
0: i'm actually kind of getting hungry as i'm talking about this um so anyway so so yeah so you do that and then you would again add any liquids any creams or stock or whatever and then kind of reduce it again Um, obviously for a marinade you add it with everything Mm -hmm. and then you throw the meat or whatever it in that you're going to marinate so that gets added early you know
1: i have something i want to comment on yes i have this weird thing with a marinade Uh if i'm cooking something in the oven that I've marinated. I end up leaving a little marinade in the baking dish. Say it's a roast or something. I like the, the, whatever that marinade becomes after. And I've heard some people are cautioned because that marinade was with the meat when it was raw and like its health aspect. I really enjoy putting that aside and say I'm having a rice on the side of the meat gets a little too dry. I like incorporating that, that marinade, which I call then a sauce. Yes, <laughs> it's a sauce. <laughs> and, and I've heard some people say, oh, but then it was raw with it. You don't really want to. like, But as long as it got to temperature, I wonder if there is any properties. I've never
0: been sick well, from it. I'm with you 100%. I do that all the time. I've never been yeah. sick from it. And again, having actually cooked in kitchens in the past, um, you're right. If it's reaching temperature, you're killing off everything in yeah. there. Um, what I actually would do sometimes mm. is I would... If I knew it, I wasn't going to get enough cooked with it. Mm. So I would take, marinate it, take the meat out, cook the meat, how I'm going to cook it. You know, obviously, you know, you gonna get some from that, but okay. I would take the rest of the marinade. I would actually boil it oh. and reduce it a little bit. I've
1: never done it, but that's totally, it's, I'm, I'm like going to do it this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I told that's it. And, and awesome. you reduce it a little bit. And then I can, cause I love that, that flavor you get out of it. And yes. it is kind of more of a, um,
1: because it has syrupy, natural, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and yeah.
0: That, but it has earlier when you said that brown bits, I was like, Oh. <laughs> yes. and you got me it's got the best of all that but anyway so that i i again now um if anybody knows different write in and let us know yeah. but as a whole if you're reaching temperature you're killing anything that's bad in there and you should be fine um i mean the meat was sitting there too right yeah. but you're eating the meat yeah. so anyway so i would say carry on okay <laughs> um Let's see. Oh, for sauté, you want to add the wine after the initial searing, but before the fish is cooked. So you put the shrimps, the scallops in there, you sauté them a little bit, maybe like halfway-ish. You know, again, you probably want about 10 minutes or so for that wine to do its thing. So you're about 10 minutes from done. Throw your little wine in there, stir it up and and go. Um, When you're using a milk or cream um, kind of a sauce uh, that contains alcohol, you want to... Get rid of much of the alcohol as you can before you put in the cream because it will make it curdle. Mm. I guess opposite of the, the cheese, which is going to keep it from curdling. In this case, um, if you've ever mixed milk and alcohol, you see it will kind of curdle the milk. Um, so you want to kind of do that. And then um, another like fun little like how tip. And again, we're not telling you, you know, create your own recipes and have fun with them. But this, these are fun tips. But um, you can substitute wine for water mm-hmm. um, in almost any recipe because it's going to provide the moisture that the water needed, but you're also going to get the flavor. Again, though, I think in reading that and, and having said what we said before, if it requires two cups of water, you mm. probably should put a few cups of wine. Probably not.
1: I think of it kind of like a broth. You can sometimes substitute broth in for wine. Some people do that with rice even. Yep. I think, you know, you want to be cautious. What is this? Is this broth i'm adding extremely salty is this broth fresh is this broth from a can uh is your wine going to be really overpowering if you substitute straight one for one water so keep in mind yes (laughs) (laughs) and experiment and have fun now that being said i think this is important to mention is your wine selection for cooking we've heard of cooking wines but you shouldn't be using a wine that you wouldn't want to drink so keep the quality in mind i mean I know, and I'll just reference my own history. There was this thing in the family. Oh, we opened a bottle and we didn't quite love it. We'll just use that for cooking. Whoa, why? <laughs> you didn't like it in the glass. Why are you going to like it on your meat or like it in your dish? It's it's weird, but... Because
0: you're going to get that same flavor yeah. when you cook. It's not like it's going to magically transform into yeah. good wine when you cook it, right?
1: I mean, I guess in a pitch, if you have nothing and the recipe calls for it, maybe. But remember, you're... Affecting the flavor of the actual outcome of your dish. Yeah. And everything I read, I mean, I don't think there was anything
0: I read that did not say, "Cook, don't, don't cook with a wine you don't like. And almost all of them said, don't cook with a cooking wine. If it actually calls itself a cooking wine or wine for cooking or a cooking sherry or anything else, you don't want it because it's low quality, low grade. And a lot of times um, they've added like salts or other things to it. But... Which I think you know a little bit. Yeah,
1: about. so th- that was funny. In some of the research, I just want to mention that uh, in restaurants, it's been known that they actually add salt to the wines they cook with to prevent the kitchen staff from drinking the wine <laughs> while preparing your food. And that was hilarious to me. Having um,
0: worked in the kitchens, that might be so <laughs> legitimate.
1: <laughs> that could be a nice myth out there. Um, you know, speaking to an expert, though, I want to mention everybody... Loves the famous Julia Child. I know one of her last series that she was doing on PBS. It's still airing today, like late 90s, 1997. Julia Child says, If you do not have a good wine to use, it is far better to omit it. For a poor one can spoil a simple dish and utterly debase a noble one. Now, in real people okay, talk... Okay, that, that, <laughs> that was beautiful there just really quickly. So she I, says, I, I would have
0: thought she was right here.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. I love it, and I boot her. She always, I always think of bought her with Julia Child. <laughs> but she said, if you do not have a good wine to use, it is far better to omit it, for a poor one can spoil a simple dish and utterly debase a noble one. Julia Child, I am going to live by those words. Yeah, and I
0: think that goes exactly back to what we were just saying. If you're not, if you wouldn't drink the wine, if you don't like the wine for drinking, then you shouldn't be putting it in your food,
1: right? Speaking to what we mentioned about cooking wine, some of the research says don't use a wine that's made just for cooking. That is your call. I in no way want to get tweeted at or or emailed (laughs) from those companies that produce them. Um, But, but, you know, it depends on what you're making. Um, Really, you want to have a good quality wine that you enjoy. Um, to provide some flavor to that dish, you know, and you know, maybe if you're not making the most beautiful uh, roast that you've paid a lot of money from the butcher for, maybe you don't need the thirty plus dollar bottle of wine. But if you don't like the wine, don't use it in your cooking. Yeah, and you can so. find some very good wines that you
0: like for five, ten, whatever a bottle. So it doesn't have to be an expensive wine, but it shouldn't be one that again, that you don't like, right? that that if you think it tastes bad, Why? Yeah.
1: So uh, we want to just jump in a little bit of the six main styles of cooking wine. Yes. I'll start off with just saying the best, you know, the best wine to use in your dish will not be one that pairs necessarily well with your entire meal. It it will be, right? It'll be one that pairs well. Yeah. Oh, it will be. Sorry, I reversed that in my head. Um, So the best wine to use for your dish will often be the one that pairs. So people talk about, you know, red meats with red wines, a lighter wine with a fish dish, you want to think, keep that in mind when you're preparing your food.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you're cooking with wine, again, if you're cooking a meat dish or a stew, a meaty stew, you yeah. probably want to be using red wine there. If you're you're going to, like for the shrimps and scallops, that might be a white wine. So, yeah, if you're trying to decide what wine to use, what would you pair with the meal? And if you don't know, again, do some quick research and find okay. out. And that's probably the right kind of wine to use, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So just a little bit of guidelines here. Uh, dry and red and white wines – Beef stews, creams, uh, cream soups, mussels, clams, and a wine-based sauce. And then more of our dry, nutty, or oxidized wines in that case. Mushrooms, gravies on chicken and pork chops, rich fish like halibut and shrimp. And mm-hmm. then more of the sweet, nutty, oxidized wines. I like those ones. Oh, God. They <laughs> add that, that, oh, that flavor, that deep, rich flavor. You're like, where did that come from? Right? But that's the syrups that you're going to put on desserts with nuts. And caramel and vanilla ice cream, um, or caramel, if you will. Yeah, I love it when they reduce <laughs> them and then they, they they drizzle them on top. Ugh. Have you ever seen that dish where they make the uh, the sphere of chocolate and then yes. they, when they dri- drizzle it, it melts it. The hot reveals. chocolate on top of yes. it. And, oh, those are
0: so cool. But a
1: glaze like that, you could totally do a nice reduced wine sauce. I mean, depending on what like, fresh berries. Oh, you can't. I mean. It's kind of like having a version of a jelly to me or a jam, mm-hmm. you know, but you're having fresh berries with a deglaze and it kind of adds that sweet and that richness that a jelly or a jam may have after sitting in a, in a jar and going through that process.
0: Yes. So, but I'm sorry, what kind of, what I think, uh, what kind of wines were, were that? Oh, no, that was sweet nutty, sweet, wines. nutty okay. wines. Oh, that was desserts. We're yeah, desserts.
1: And then, uh, you know, a dessert like wine, a port um, is for a chocolate sauce, a chocolate cake, uh, a reduction syrup. Savory port sauces can be used for steaks and with blue cheese. Yeah, you had me at port. Yeah, <laughs> and chocolate. I, I mean, <laughs> port and chocolate. we're going to have to fish out that chocolate soon because now it's making me think of it. Okay, okay. jump into <laughs> your sweet white wines. You want a poaching pear, sweet sauces for fruit tarts, uh, and faintly sweet butter sauces for flaky fish, lobster, and shrimp. Yep, that uh, makes moving sense. forward to the rice wine, marinades, glazes, and Asian barbecue sauces. I will say a Korean barbecue I I need to know that meat that they marinate and they make so good. Oh my goodness, what are they using in that Asian barbecue sauce? I like Now I'm wondering if there's a rice wines, wine in I there. I, know, I love it. It's so evil. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's usually not cheap, so that's a special treat. But maybe this will inspire me to figure out how to make it at home.
0: There you go, and maybe that
1: secret is that rice wine. So, you know, there is that saying using old wine, but not too old wine unsealed and refrigerated or frozen yeah. So keep that in mind out there. because well,
0: like a lot of people well, i've got leftover wine what do i do with it and i've heard well, you cook with it but the problem is is if you leave it in the fridge for six months yeah. again and if you wouldn't drink it you probably shouldn't cook with it um but if you keep it sealed and refrigerated it's going to last a lot longer especially for cooking purposes as opposed to drinking oh. um and, and i also heard you put them in like ice cube trays and actually oh, freeze yeah. it um and that will help keep it good longer um or if you're thirsty for sangria. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and actually I was just thinking like popsicle, wine popsicle, wine
1: pop. Anyway. wine pop. That's our next Shark Tank pitch, wine pop. yeah. Okay. Nobody
0: steal this. That's <laughs> ours.
1: <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> I you want to share a brief story? Yes. Brilliant Christmas dinner. Uh probably 13 adults, 7 kids or so, maybe up to 10 um uh, in my life and grandmother prepares this beautiful beautiful roast. It came out of the oven looking amazing and I know wine was used Uh uh-huh so this is just for fun but we were talking about not using old wine well my grandmother came from Alberta beef Canada they talk about it all the time so very heavy in the meats our family yeah this pork or not pork this roast came out of the oven looking divine the first taste test that was done so picture grandmother and uh, three sister-in-laws in the kitchen. All
0: huddled all around. All huddled
1: around, <laughs> about to serve this beautiful roast for dinner. And the first sample of one of the sisters comes. There's something wrong.
0: Oh, no. Another
1: sister goes to her husband, who's a doctor, and goes, we can't serve this. We have guests. You're, you're, you have to tell your mother this meat is wrong. It's rancid. She did something. She, she did something. No. And then my mom being the daughter, not the, sister, the daughter-in-law. Oh, yeah. She likes to age her meat, but she doesn't quite know what she's doing. Oh. Which is crazy because she was an amazing cook. Wouldn't quite call her chef, but she just took a little too long this time. Oh, she no. just let it sit. And so, you know, we're talking about that concept of not using old wine. But I'll never forget the family quickly, like, going to the pantry, going to the deep freeze, Going to the fridge. What are we going to serve for dinner? We had a lovely side dish dinner. There was nothing. <laughs> it was casseroles and salads and soups. And that was it. But better than rancid meat. I'm oh, telling man. You. But I'll never forget that. I just, I had to share that because she was adamant. And it was funny. She's the only one that put a little, little, little piece of meat on her plate. Did she actually eat it? No, she did what she always did. And she moved it around with a fork and pretended she was eating. <laughs> So, even she kind of knew. Yes, okay. yeah, she knew. Just had to
0: share that. Awesome. Okay. Oh, so um, you had to keep uh, alcohol yeah. cooking going. Keep with you it. going. No, that was awesome. That was, that was beautiful. Um, oh, so, oh, so I guess because um, it comes up a lot and and people ask, like, I don't know, if I'm an alcoholic or if I don't drink or whatever, can mm-hmm. I eat foods that are cooked with, with alcohol in them? And I mean, I'd always heard, oh, the alcohol cooks off, yeah. right? Not true. Oh. I have, I, I looked at multiple sources, very credible sources, such as the uh, agricultural, agriculture department. Um, they did some testing, and they found that, um, the, you know, the, the amount of alcohol that remains does vary. It depends on the cooking method, the type of alcohol, etc. cetera. Um, but they found in their testing a sauce that was made with wine and simmered and stirred for mm. 30 minutes could retain as much as a third of the alcohol content. Uh, whoa. Now, if again, if we're talking tablespoons, yeah. um, if you put in three tablespoons, that means in the entire dish, there might be one tablespoon and worth of alcohol. how many eating the dish? Yeah, exactly. So you're probably, again, if you're an alcoholic and want to avoid it altogether, <laughs> or you have a religious reason, yes. yeah. you probably want to avoid it just for that. But as a whole, you can feed it to your kids, you're going to eat it, and you're not going to get drunk or intoxicated. But it is, I think, important to... Um, crash that myth that it all cooks off and you're fine because it doesn't so sorry if I've ruined that for somebody
1: (laughs) no but someone that is very serious about staying sober you know if they're really worried maybe just check in with who prepared the food yes
0: yeah yes I agreed 100% Um, and then if that is you so I don't want any alcohol whatsoever in my food Um, there are options Um, if you want to cook Alcohol-free, but still get oh. some of that same um, benefits, if mm. you will. Um, there, you can use acidic fruits. Um, if it's less than a tablespoon's worth of alcohol, you can probably admit it and mm. not even notice the difference. Um, fruit juices, tomato juices, mm. things like that will give you very similar. I mean, grape juice, right? Mm. Um, matter of fact, I, I heard a story once. It was a friend of the family, and they had, um, I think it was the Grandma or Grandpa, one mm. of the two. Here we go with the grandparents. It's always ah. the grandparents. <laughs> they would cook this amazing marinara sauce. Mm. and But they always had a secret ingredient. And oh. nobody could ever figure out what oh. it was. And sadly, eventually, they passed. Mm. And they discovered, hidden in the pantry, a bunch of grape jelly. Oh, how interesting. And so, again, you can imagine a grape jelly might flavor it similar to like what a wine might yeah. or whatever but maybe add a little more sweetness or whatever so yeah. again you could use grape juice instead of wine just get some of the same I mean that's really what it is just really old grape juice right yeah Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's an option um, vinegar in some cases can be substituted for wine mm. um, because it's similar I mean you know yes. wine will become vinegar if you well uh, I'll mention it. I
1: had a, I had a, a, a boss of mine that just talked about all the balsamic vinegar that he would give away as gifts mm-hmm. because it was just, he didn't, he didn't want to drink wine that he didn't like.
0: So okay. whenever there was a wine,
1: <laughs> he had poured it into this barrel in the garage and look, it's Christmas and you're all walk, going home with your little favor. Oh, what a lovely homemade bottle of balsamic vinegar. Which is only older <laughs> wine that he didn't like. <laughs> I love bad. it. That is bad. But a total mix. I mean, we're talking... Yeah. Yeah. All the different variations you would pour into one.
0: Well, and it, and people liked it. I mean, I can see where it could be good potentially. It could also be really bad <laughs> potentially, but hey. Yeah. Um, oh, and if that, if you want to, add, if it needs to be sweeter, like you want a sweeter wine, you can use a vinegar with a little honey or sugar. Um, and then any extracts, flavorings, etc., is kind of the the same. So, like if it was a, a fruit based or flavor based liqueur, um, you could use the like a, um, an extract like uh, that that would emulate that flavor. <sighs> mm-hmm. So that's, that's it. That's, that's as, I think, that's as much as I have to say anyway. Yeah. Cooking with wine, do you have anything to I'll just to do?
1: mention one thing. We didn't find as much research about the history of cooking with wine yes. as I'd like. But I will mention one of the articles that we did reference mentioned that maybe the Greeks were one of the ones that kind of first introduced this idea. And then the Romans were the ones that kind of spread it throughout Europe. Again, we can't verify all sources, uh, but that was some of the research that came up. And I found that to be fascinating because it's one of those things you just kind of grow up seeing whoever's the cook in the house, adding the wine or you have that bottle sitting next to your stove or it's in the cupboard above. And, you know, as, a, as a, I think as a kid, I would joke and grab the bottle and I'm going to drink this. And they'd be like, it's probably old. You don't want to. Yeah. Um, but thinking about it, it's just my history of, of in my own head and that, those memories of my family cooking with wine and, you know, at a restaurant, You you don't get to see in the background, but at home you get to see, you know, who's doing what to the different dish. And a lot of things are used in cooking. I just think it's so fascinating to think of wine, something that we consume, you know, and it can influence the flavors of what you're eating. But in the cooking process, it truly is a requirement in some dishes to get, achieve the flavor. Yeah. I never really thought about it because I'm not the best chef in the world, um, but, but now I, I kind of want to test it. It's yeah. inspired me.
0: Well, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm with you there, too. And as, as we kind of learned there, too, like, like the, the alcohol will bring out that wine, whatever it is you're cooking with, will bring out flavors that wouldn't otherwise come out of those, which is why, like you're saying, it's, it's almost mandatory mm-hmm. to be in there. Um, and, and, I, and I agree. And I think we talked a little bit about on the history, too. And, and this is 100% theoretical betwixt mm. us. But we kind of figured, I mean, wherever there's alcohol, they're probably cooking with it. In big part because, um, and we talked about this, I think this was your concept or idea, which I wholeheartedly agree yeah. with, is that, I mean, they couldn't, if, if we know alcohol was used in place of water, I mean, again, it was a very light alcohol, it wasn't very strong, but yeah. because that made it drinkable, right, it killed yeah. all the things that are in there. So if you can't drink it, then you're probably also not going to cook with it, and and so you start throwing this alcohol in there, and then you start realizing, hey, this tastes better, and, and yeah. you go from there, so I, you know, I, again, there's no. We couldn't find much on it, but theoretically, yeah, that stands.
1: That that's with me. That's where I'm sticking with it, and I will someday be corrected if needed. But I, <laughs> I got your that, back.
0: <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, for a summary of everything, um, ideas for topics, questions, anything you want to kind of uh, do, any input on what we're doing here, uh, you can contact us at the contact link under the unsophisticatedpalette.com, and that is palette.com. Uh, if you like spending time, please subscribe. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, please give us ratings. Helps people find us uh, and, and uh, helps us look good on the boards <laughs> there. Um, helps us find new listeners. Um, and But until next time, drink responsibly. Thank you, Mark. Cheers. You. Cheers.